Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to the After Lodge Podcast. Uh, this is After Lodge Harlan, After Lodge Sensation, which I have to announce now because uh, Hangouts isn't letting Everyone's me. Everyone's forgotten? No. Oh. Okay. Let me put my cool news anchor thing across the, the bottom of the, the camera here. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going so great. Anyway, uh, that smugness you hear in the background is. Our own worshipless producer, Bruce. Oh, I thought you meant John. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> How are we? It's a different kind of smoke. Uh, we also have Sir John Hessel, who has turned his camera off because he is uh, mashing his buttons rapidly. Yeah. Welcome, Sir John. He doesn't have any cool background things to show us or, like, fancy bow ties to wear anymore. Yeah, you know. I guess we've seen I'm them all. Hanging so. out to, I'm hanging out in board shorts and a polar face right now, so... Nice. Not out. I just uh, too lazy to get dressed. Whatever. It's, you know, it's it's oh, after lodge, man. You don't need to get dressed. Just so a kind of shirt, and that's that's pretty much all you need. You're literally talking to us while wearing no pants. Well, technically, yes. Yeah. But I mean, sure. anybody that listens to this and knows me should they're not it wouldn't be remotely surprised. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Jeff has also returned. Uh, to do his Jeffy things. Hello, Jeff. Jeffy, Jeffy. things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
If it counts, I've just now turned it on. And because our worshipful master was so incredibly lonely and sent me this really sad message about how he has no friends, uh, I broke and sent him a link. So, uh, to friends? Brother Squared. Oh, to the show. My wife is really classes, so I'm on here. She did what? She She let you out of the trunk? Belly dancing classes. Ah. She let him out of the trunk while she went to her classes. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case he needed to use the litter box. It was awful nice of her to unzip your your mouth. Oh, that would have been so much funnier if your sound wasn't cutting out. Right? Ah! (laughs) Ah, So... Anyway, we uh, we all survived last week, uh, in case you were wondering where we were. Uh, we were over on a different podcast, um, doing some things in a little different flavor. Uh, we went and crashed Nick's party. Uh, the three distinct knocks will never be as distinct again. <laughs> they have been and soiled. And I can say that I'm proud that we did it. Uh, soiling other podcasts is what we do. So uh, all of you other <laughs> podcast producers out there in the Masonic <clears throat> world, uh, still waiting on my invite, <clears throat> TMR. So I got to say, my favorite thing about doing that show was at the beginning, how much David Riley looked like he did not want to do it by his face. And then by the end of the episode, like he was legitimately having fun and laughing I think uh, I think it went well. It's a good show. Well, I thank you. Can't baseline it because I've honestly never listened to any of their other shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't have to uh, say that out loud. Uh, Nick messaged me uh, in the in the middle, or I guess a couple days after they posted it, uh, and he was screaming about his his hosting costs because. I guess they pay by the download or something, and they got uh, well, they got after lodged, and <laughs> all their traffic multiplied. The after lodge method podcast success. Yes. Um, so I apologize so, for crashing don't your ask servers. After lodge on your show if you're not willing to deal with the repercussions, sir. Yes. Yeah. So can yeah. I? I should have got a better server guess. before you invited us. I, I stay so out of this like, one. So I I, I gotta ask. Nick's angry because you actually made his <laughs> his podcast traffic go up. Yes. I, I, I don't know if angry is the word. I think surprise was, was the thing. It's like every time we, we do something that shows Nick our listeners care about either this podcast or us, like he's surprised. And it's happened like a dozen times, and every time he's still surprised. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, you know, we are the, um, I don't know what, we're the junk food of, of masonry and all the nutritionists Ooh. out there who would, would manufacture the food don't understand why people always reach for us when there are other much healthier options available. We are the Cheetos of Masonic podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you can never have just one. That's, uh. Always been our undoing. dear listeners. Nobody will love you like we do. <laughs> <laughs> no one will clog your arteries more. Yes, <laughs> we clog you nearly as hard. 
Uh, <laughs> everybody else is so nice and talks about how much they appreciate <clears throat> their audience and whatever, and then we just like belittle and make fun of people. Um, because that's really how brothers. I don't bond, know what you're talking about. Out. I love Cheetos. <laughs> In fact, that's a lot of what we talked about on uh, 3DK was how you know we bust each other's balls all the time, and somehow that's incredibly effective at creating the bonds of fraternity. Um, it's an evolutionary quirk. <laughs> People want to be where they're the least comfortable. At least men. So. Uh, then we went to Lodge, uh, and our social club had its annual shareholders <laughs> meeting. Uh, are you jumping into that so quick? I was hoping we could have some more good times before we well, had to bring that up. Well, we're getting there because we did have some good times before we brought that up. Um, namely, we had a, a brother visiting uh, from another jurisdiction. Who <laughs> I forgot about that. Delayed our, our board of direct or our shareholders meeting. Uh, because ah, he got his shareholders. Truck. He did it twice. I, I, did. I did because <laughs> I don't know. If I feel like it's a slip of the tongue because every other time he talks about a group like us, like that's a correct word to use. Yes. Well, I also don't know if you realize, Warshful, but we purposefully obfuscate stuff on this show randomly. Well, yeah. To make it universally applicable. And also to, you know, throw you the two people in the world that don't know where we're from. Off the trail. Um. Anyway, as I was saying, this guy got his uh, truck stuck and comes back in after he left. We're getting ready to start the meeting. <laughs> Asked if anybody has a chain and a truck to uh, to help pull him out of a ditch. Now we thought because it had recently snowed and the ground was still kind of snowy and it was dark that he had accidentally pulled through like the front yard of the lodge and got stuck out there. Cause and I, he I was just kind of in the grass, which yeah. is like almost level with the rest of the road. Could see how you could do that. Um, oh, easily. Oh yeah. Out, that's not what happened. He actually made it out to the end of the road to make the left turn onto the main road and overshot and ended up in this like 12 foot drainage ditch. <laughs> so his car's like almost vertical. <laughs> And then we're like, well, this brother drove a long way to come visit us. We, we got to get him out. But it's the main road. So uh, we apparently they went out there and blocked traffic and uh, you know, got him hooked up. And we're pulling him out. Got him pulled out. But uh, Grand Sensor Bob was out there <laughs> doing what Grand Sensor Bob does. And uh, this lady in an SUV... <laughs> Decided to go around the car that was blocking traffic in a hurry and uh, and hit him. Uh, I don't think she hurt him more than you know his pride, but she didn't stick around to find out. She just kept driving. He um, was pissed. He was he was quite rightfully lit. so. Yes. and that was so, before the meeting started. So then they came back and we started the meeting. Uh. Well, no, we didn't because Mike had to play that stupid trivia game that everyone's playing first. Hey, I got. Which, I watched someone we, win, and it was 162 people won, and they got twelve dollars a piece. And I'm like, this ain't. That's <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. So well, when it came out, it was fine because like one person would win on like a couple hundred thousand people. Now there's like a million every game, and like a hundred people always win, and it's just not worth it. Hey, we could have had our 12 bucks, but no. 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 So you delayed the meeting by that extra like 20 minutes and we didn't even get our $12. Uh, 
Because yeah. he thinks he thought that Point Break was a bah, movie bah, about bah. basketball. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. I've never seen the movie. I just heard Point in the title, and I'm like, that's got to do with basketball. They've made the movie twice. Never seen it still. Yep. Twice? Yeah, they Two remade it. Of terribleness. Yeah, there was a new one that came out like. The second Do one they had make like. New movies anymore? Uh, no. I don't remember. Okay. Just surfer dudes. <laughs> so Bruce is sitting over in his usual spot in the south, uh, where all past masters go to die. Past master spot. Yes. He uh, he's just kind of sitting there, observing with disdain, like past masters do. Um, I fell into that role pretty quickly. I gotta say, <laughs> lending lending me no assistance with Grand Sensor Bob, who's still pissed about getting hit by an SUV, trying to help a brother out of a ditch. And now he's got like this copy of of our social club's bylaws from like before the social club was actually a thing, like the first iteration <laughs> way back when. Before it was a corporation and had IRS issues and, and so on. And he's like screaming at me and I can't get a word in edgewise. And he's like, it says right here in section three, blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to tell him like, Bob, this is, these are, were last updated in like 2007 or some crap like that. Let me print you a copy of the correct bylaws. And, and like the printer's going and, and, and so is he. And I gave him a new copy. <laughs> like I, I stapled them. It was all pretty printed in color. I handed the copy of the bylaws to him. He then took the, that fresh copy and folded it in half and stuck it in his coat pocket and went back to the copy that he had and continued <laughs> trying to make his point. <laughs> I love how I think just about everybody in that room asked him when his copy was from and he never would answer because I think he knew he knew good and well that he, he was wrong. <laughs> So he had to. I had, then I had the special privilege. That's never stopped up before. Putting on my corporate council hat and trying uh, to help run this meeting. Uh, and if you could imagine being somebody that deals with corporate law at all and trying to keep us on the straight and narrow and out of jail <laughs> and trying to advise how to run a shareholders meeting with the Masons from our lodge, um, it was a good time. Good time. Uh, and then the bylaws changes started. And then things really unraveled. Then the secretary just, just said, like, forget this. I'm leaving. Like, the secretary of our corporation, not of the lodge. He just, like, to forget you guys. This is dumb. And then he left. He even, he even threw um, his hands up in the air. Yes, in exasperation. And I said, wait, but I want to go, too. But I don't want a bar complaint for failing to advise my brothers to not screw everything up. So threw the secretary's books at me and said, "I'm out." <laughs> you He's not quitting. He didn't like rage quit. He was just done with that meeting. Yep. He couldn't take it anymore. And that's how these things go every year. I just always forget because it's a year in between. Um. And there's always the joke motions about, you know, I move that we dissolve the social club and distribute the money evenly. And, and then there's always like the guy who seconds and then and people don't understand there, there's only like 16 people there. So you can't. Also, those motions are always made by people who like don't have a big role in the social club. Funny yeah. how that works. 
It's true, and there's a reason our our bylaws uh, require a two thirds majority to disband the club. But um, it was it was chicanery all the way down, and then uh, then we got we got that done. Uh, and people started leaving, um, and then we started the actual after lodge part of the evening, and. The first thing I remember being asked about was was Tony bringing the brother that you and I love, brother Nipples, under his arm, uh, telling him that he needs to run for city council here. Oh God! And so now Nipples is going <laughs> to run for city council. Vote for Nipples. <laughs> it has a big enough head. I can see the he doesn't need Tony inflating it. He's really doing Wait, this. Free the oh no, uh, that's what I was about to ask. He's really so going on, to run, right? And before before you lose your mind, which is what I did at first, that, and that's, I, went, I went and got late. some coffee, and I got to thinking about it, and I realized that nipples would be a better fit on our city council than at least two of the six that we have. Hmm. That should give you a commentary on the the state of the city in which we live. Um, Can so you run for yeah. city council if you just work in the city as opposed no. to live? No, no. Because um, uh, I want to I want to run against them just to call them nipples on the campaign trail. Well, I thought about that. <laughs> I may actually do exactly that. Great minds think alike. Um, I might actually just do that. But the other thing I thought was, am I Say now no I'm obligated to push nipples for city council because it would actually be better for the city. <laughs> and then my brain started tying in knots, and then I just went to sit down. And then, uh, as producer Marshall from way back when, uh, then decided to start poking at my childhood insecurities. And um, it was it was a long launch night. Uh, it was quite long. There were a lot of tears shed, mostly by me. Um, a lot of hey, we stayed. Yeah. That was a mostly that by time. Late, that was a late after ours. I mean, uh, after was, that, was a, that was a three a.m. run. If I if I recall. yeah, we, and that was mostly your fault though, Tony. Like I left at three forty-five. Was it a, was it a four a.m. run? It was a Ooh. four a.m. Yes, I, I didn't even look at the time. Like I was just so tired, I like stumbled to my car and. Sure, that is an impressive yeah. after lodge, fellas. I was so tired that I that stopped me, at the stop that. sign. How tired were you? <laughs> I stopped at the stop sign. Bruce, how was that? My <laughs> it was how was fault. that my fault, Bruce? Yeah. Harlan, the the four people who get that joke will laugh hysterically. Well, I've told that story on this podcast many times. Uh, the stop sign that's at the ninety degree right hand turn. There's right, no which doesn't make any sense. And there is road to the left. Day. There is road to the left. You can take a left at that stop sign. There's it like twelve way road. There's, there's like, like no houses there road. though. One house. There's twelve feet. It goes far enough to touch one guy's driveway. It's a right turn. If it counts for anything, it was, it was literally it just. You would think Harlan, as a lawyer, would be able to appreciate the difference between the letter of the law. <laughs> so what I'm going to do one night is get some of the guys, and we're going to go take that stop sign and turn it so the little stub of road, like the, the eight feet of road, 
12 so feet. Stop sign is well, like Why does it get shorter every time you tell the story? <laughs> the first time it was 60 feet. No, I never said 60. It can't be 60 feet. <laughs> I said six feet. And it's literally just enough to reach this guy's driveway. So we put the stop sign at the end of his driveway and problem solved. Like you stop. Everybody else is just making a right turn on the same road. Which you have to pretty much stop for a 90 degree turn anyway. Not in my car, you don't. <laughs> so <clears throat> I did stop though because I was so tired. I didn't. I just saw a stop sign and I like obeyed it. And then I got really mad at myself, and, and my inner libertarian started chastising and cussing me the rest of the way home. You know, the whole two <laughs> minutes. And uh, yeah, and then I thought, you know what? Just for that, I'm not going to stop at the next stop sign that is at an intersection. And then I got to it, and I was getting ready to just turn, because it's four in the morning. No one's on the street. Except then I saw the police cruiser parked by the driveway, like two houses down. <laughs> I slammed on my brakes. And, and like came to a almost screeching halt at this stop sign, and then slowly pulled out. And then he turned his, his like headlights on and started following me real close. <laughs> oh, he thinks I'm drunk. He thinks I'm drunk because it's 4 a.m. You should swerve a little yeah. bit. Nothing says I'm sober, officer, like roaching your brakes. <laughs> so, um, but I made it home. Uh, I, it was nice. I think he was actually just making sure I got home safe because, like, I turned down my road and he followed me. Uh, and I turned in my driveway. I live at the back of a cul-de-sac. So I turned in my driveway and then he, like, rounded the cul-de-sac and just went back out. I was like, oh, that's nice. He just wanted to make sure I got home safe. Um, but I thought I was going to be doing a field sobriety test in the bone freezing cold and like, this is, this is how my nights go on. I just want to go to bed and it again is all Tony's fault. So what kills me is I left early this week. I, I'm, I'm normally like one of the last ones out. I left at like two because, you know, I was exhausted and falling asleep. I get home and I was up till almost six o'clock in the morning. I could, I just couldn't fall asleep. Like, what? Good. We could have used so, your contribution for the ladies. That's, but, that's what teaches yeah. me not to leave lodge early. Um, I'm sure it was because you were so enthralled with the after lodge discussion. Yes, brain was still turning. Uh, so then, then that was. Uh, but that was our. That was our lodge night. Uh, we survived another one. Only 22 left to go. Not that I'm counting. Worshipful. Not that I'm counting. Hmm. And uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is how my year's been going. Uh, so <clears throat> next week, this coming Saturday, is the day that uh, we overpack the calendar a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the fourth Saturday in January will henceforth be known as Masonry Day. Uh, because from like six in the morning until who knows what time at night, that's what I'm going to be doing. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, because we got, you know, our pancake breakfast that morning. And then as part of the pancake breakfast, we're hosting the Grand Lodge Educational Conference. And then we have the big, big, I can't emphasize just how big, chili cook-off. Golden bowls. And then the past master's degree. 
stalling rapid fire. There's there's not enough time in the day for all these things. Uh, well, there's not. Might as well just like offer to host the Bass Masters degree next year. Oh, I just uh, like we already have. We're gonna be hosting it in twenty in the fall of twenty nineteen, I think. Are we really? Uh, uh, I forget the exact date, but yes, I volunteered our lodge when I took the past master's degree. So they booked that out so many years ahead that I took the past master's degree in 20, 2013 and uh, put our lodge on the calendar. And I know it, I think it's sometime in 19, if I remember. Oh, wow. Mike, are you going to that? Uh, yes. Okay. So well, I will probably go that. then. Did, uh, get some guys made into official yeah. Pathmasters. Since, you know, Harlan talked me out of it last year. Well, y'all bring your... Uh, I didn't want to go. I was hanging out with our newly met Prince Hall brother. and <clears throat> um, Y'all bring your check for $35. Uh, you'll get your laminated... It's 25 card. Yeah. It was 25 when I did it. Uh, it's 35 now, according to Ray. Oh. So... It's a lifetime membership, though, so you pay it once, and then you get your dues card, and you know, you don't get a new card every year. You just get that one. How, like, how is it? Like every now and then, when we get the uh, the grand junior warden nominations, or the uh, the couple of uh, was it resolutions of respect for uh, some PGMs, I've heard they're like members of four different past master societies throughout the state. I, why are there four? Because there's there's one in each corner. Yeah, there's like a northern one and a southern a one and a western one. Like if you cut it in four kind of a square. pieces, yeah. Uh, okay. So I guess like have they served as master in all of those or do they just <laughs> oh, you're like not supposed to laugh at that. I need this I need this deuce card and I need one more deuce card to fluff up my resume. I mean, you can. So once you've taken the past master's degree, you can go to one of the other past master societies and you can pay their 25 or $35 and be a member forever of that one, too. That seems like a waste of space in your wallet. What? Some Some of us have so many deuce cards that we have to keep them in a binder like baseball cards. So wallet space (laughs) isn't an issue. Nerd. Uh, Fortunately, I, I still have binder space left over from my magic days. So, you know, <laughs> yep. I got plenty I of room. Have, uh, <laughs> I have a binder and I bought those clear sleeves that like you'd store business cards in. Uh, and I, I keep my old dude cards for the Libertarian Party and my lodge and my other lodge and the Scottish Rite and Past Master Society and. Oh, Bruce, all I can that, picture that, is you sitting there in front of a three ring binder going. Let's see. Uh, order the Silver Beaver Dues card or Chaos Orb. Fuck it. Throw the Chaos Orb in the trash. Hell yes, <laughs> Chaos Orb. Those things are like 300 bucks. You're damn right. Oh, God. So, oh, uh, the, the ACLU and the NRA. I'm thinking of my cards. Because um, I'm, you know, a weirdo that's a member of both. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? I know there's other ones. I can't remember them all right now, but I, I have enough <laughs> that I couldn't keep them in my wallet. So they're all in a binder. Some of them going back a long time. Um, so you should do that. And then you, you get like one of those little binders and then if that Mike's way going, you can I'll carry go. that with you. 
Uh, the only way I didn't want to go is if there wasn't going to be anybody else there I knew. Well, I mean, Ray's going, and if you were going to go, I was going to take you, so... Oh, well, shit, okay. Yeah, I mean... Yes, I will be there. I'm not going... I'm probably not going to have time to make anything else going on that Saturday, because I have to work, unlike you... Well, you know. Um, people. Uh, I'm not going (laughs) if... Unless one of you guys is so... Yep, uh, I'll go. Okay, well, then I guess I'm going. So I will get that on the calendar because I actually haven't put all this on the calendar yet. I'm about to drop it on my wife when I uh, finish up the show here. Like, oh, by the way, don't make any plans Saturday because. Yeah, I was going to say that's in like three days. So (laughs) I'm just going to be gone like from before you wake up until after you're back in bed. (laughs) My wife and kids are taking a road trip to somewhere. Oh, that's good. My family supports my masonry, so they're going to come to the breakfast and or the chili (laughs) cook off. Well, we've only got one car. Ouch. So if I go with them, if they come with me, I have to leave. So that sucks. Yeah. I'm sure somebody could give you a ride, being that you know you're the master. We're kind of obligated to make sure that you can be transported to these functions. So, yeah, but... smack talk has already begun on the Facebook. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be fun. Our chili cook-off, for those of you who haven't been listening to the show very long, is it's become a a thing in this town. Um, Not because the chili's great. So many people come just so they can watch the the masons of our lodge just cut each other's throats and do whatever kind of chicanery imaginable to compete for the... A lot of shenanigans. The golden bowl, and and the neighbors just love watching us sabotage each other and and, and try to try to one up each other and stack the ballot box and and whatever. And the golden bowl, uh, the first year we did this as a joke, somebody brought in one of those like Chinese food containers, like the little <laughs> white plastic bowls, and we spray painted it gold with rustoleum. Which is still holding up, by the way. That stuff's very impressive. Um, So that was the joke the first year, and somebody got the golden bowl. Well, the second year, not to be undone, uh, we got one of those karate trophies. If any of you ever had kids involved in karate, you know what I'm talking about. Like these (laughs) size trophies that are like six feet tall and... Some of them are really ridiculous. I was going to say, that's, that's like a first place trophy. It's like subtle oh, yeah. as a chainsaw kind of trophy, yeah. It's a big trophy. So we got one, and we took the topper off of it, and we screwed that spray-painted gold Chinese food bowl to the top of this giant trophy. <laughs> and that is what we speak of when we talk about the, the golden bowl. It's like this five-foot-tall trophy with a Chinese food bowl screwed on the top of it. <laughs> Laughs, but it's size. like the most coveted item in our lodge. It is. Uh, but that is the, epic. The important thing is, as as he just said, this thing is huge, and he somehow completely missed it when looking for it at Lodge Saturday. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, he leaves during open lodge. Mike top tells everybody all about the chili cook off, 
Harlan comes back in, not realizing Mike just told everybody about the chili cook-off and then proceeds to tell everybody about the chili cook-off. <laughs> well, I was... <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It was even better. He came, I was announcing. He came into the room, stood there, and said, I'll wait till you're finished. And then I said, Sunday is our chili oh, cook-off. Yeah. And then he said, just well, by the way, everybody, Saturday is our chili cook-off. <laughs> <laughs> So I was I was too busy being focused on how foiled my plan was. I was going to go get a golden bowl because we had some visitors from Grand Lodge, and I so I went out. My plan was to come back in with it and make a big dramatic scene of slamming it down upon the altar, and like challenging my brothers. But then I couldn't find it, so I came back in and I was thinking instead of listening to Mike, I was thinking about what am I going to do here that's funny because I already got up and like now I'm west of the altar and everybody's wondering why I left. So then I made a, a sign of distress and said, I fear that the chili bowl is forever lost. And nobody thought that was funny but me. I laughed. Then, well, then, oh, I, I laughed, but it was well, partially so everybody because laughed. it was right there. So several of us probably thought you were serious to begin with. Yes. That is true, too. I... I I realize now I laughed because I announced the chili cook-off and Mike had just done it. So, there's that. Um, I'm scrolling through the the Facebook post that uh, Mike has posted. While you're looking for that, I have a question for us, uh, for the members of the Lodge. How bad do you have to be for the Grand Lodge's chaplain to show up at your Lodge unannounced just to keep an eye on you? When they send the chaplain <laughs> to you. I, I consider that a badge of honor. And uh, also it's Jeff's fault because he's from Jeff's other lodge. Yeah, I don't know what that was about because he didn't mention anything. Like I just talked to him a couple of days prior. Never, not a word. We, so. we, we couldn't have been that bad because he agreed to do the closing prayer. Like I was, I was half afraid yeah. that when uh, he, Brian asked him, he was going to be like, no, God, no. <laughs> he did. He got out. Matter of fact, can I leave before you do it? He got out like the special bottle of oil and kneeled on the floor and like it was a it was a lit some incense. Save us. Uh, I was I was moved, quite moved. Yeah, too bad his. Uh, he doesn't know when you come to our lodge, you should probably pray to someone that knows us. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it uh, sorry, I, I'm still staring at, at Mike's smack talk because he's using his bully pulpit. My plan this year, Mike, is I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm gonna get some of those really crummy packets of pre made chili powder. Oh, you're They're not really spicy at all. And I'm gonna dump them into some spaghetti soup and throw yes. some crappy canned beans in there. Sounds like a winning formula Maybe to me. Hunts like pre-diced tomatoes if you're lucky, and then I'm gonna throw that in a crock pot and I'm gonna call it chili. As Serve some saltines with it too. Yeah, guaranteed yeah. to win. And then and then Peanut. I will win in a landslide. Dude, wing a big old fistful of Creole powder in there. You'll be you'll be golden. No, like this this chili cook-off is it's whoever makes the most bland soupy spaghetti with beans in it. With some saltine crackers. Like, Daddy's right here. Come on. They, hey, they went uh, the chili cook off. Put some, eye, put some eye drops in your chili. Hear that goes over well. 
People, uh, somebody was salting Josh's chili one year. That was funny. <laughs> Except for, you know. That, so that was the year he won, though. So we get the one widow who, like, has high blood pressure issues and loves Josh's chili, and then you kill the widow. Good job. <laughs> but, hey, I got the golden bowl, so it was all worth it. You got the golden bowl? Wait, wait, no. Wait, wait a minute. No, 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 did... no. Oh, no, Josh. That was an impression. I've never had the golden bowl because... I always try to win on the merits of like fantastic chili. We need to have a separate contest as far as best chili topping because you bring the best cheese sauce to put on top. Well, Harlan of always tries chili. like interesting chili ideas. He does not realizing like nobody's there for interesting. They're there for what he just described like five minutes ago. Yeah, try to well when you try to make <laughs> kosher chili, it's a little tough. Last year, so last year, last year it was a major hit. I made a, uh, a yeah. drunken chicken chili uh, oh, that, that tied up real quick, and I even had I even had Ray's parents come and like, give me this this pat on the back about how great my chili was as they went back for like thirds, and then I watched them as they filled out the ballot with Ray's chili number and put it <laughs> in the box, and then his mom looked at me with like this look of shame. And then they left. And I'm like, really? You came here, you ate like all of my chili. And then you still voted for your son. Because that's how this works. So... <laughs> no one wins on the merits of their chili, Harlan. I kind of want to make the same so... chili again just because I loved it. Like, I made that same chili the day after the chili cook off and ate it for like the next week. It was hey, probably I... the greatest thing I've ever cooked. I, um... made a, I made a Craigslist post to get people take 10 people to come or ten dollars per person to come and vote for my chili <laughs> jokes on you dollars a person i hired a hitman to yeah. take out the competition so you're probably uh, me also the on joke, craigslist the yes. joke is on all of you all. <laughs> the joke is on all of you all because i put this out as a beat the cam a campaign meet meet, meet and greet so Oh, good. So Tony's playing to his constituents. So we will be having so 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 any future political aspirations are going to fail because of your chili. That was no. that was. I don't think that was as well as you had hoped. Tony, he'll be there. That may backfire on you. Yes, he'll be there putting peanut butter on bread and putting a waffle iron again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here, have this peanut butter sandwich. My chili's number two. Yeah, uh, I'm Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I'm the big black croc. Still, it's still not as bad as Marshall walking around like handing people like cash money with his number <laughs> written on it. I want to know how Mike is going to try to keep all the shenanigans away this year. Yeah, wow. Well, he, he always tries to come up with this elaborate voting does. system, and, and he can never beat Tony. Whether it's <laughs> whether it's Tony Ranger crawling across the kitchen floor <laughs> behind everyone. Or, or last year where Tony was handing people like the ballots to vote on, but on the backside he had written his number. <laughs> <laughs> so when you opened it up, depending on which way you opened it up, I had a 50-50 shot of getting that vote. So, so anybody who like folded it with their number inside, whoever was counting the numbers just saw Tony's number on the back of every one of them. Hey, we could do, we could do a runoff voting system. Okay. As long as it's not like that, that abomination that was Saturday night in the. No, 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 exactly. Oh. Are, you, are you trying to do a ranked choice voting system for a chili cook off? That's a that good one? idea. 
Don't, don't you oh do my that. God. Oh, I like this idea. Harlan might have a chance to win. Because everyone loves, everyone loves my chili, but they're all there to vote for whoever their dude is. So everyone's going to put number one as their guy, and then they're going to put me as number two, and nobody's going to get a majority, but eventually I'm going to put it to the top. Tony and everyone else voting for Tony because he'll tell them as much is only going to vote for Tony and no one else. Because that <laughs> no, doesn't no, no, change no. anything. Tony, exactly how instant, that happened Saturday. We had an instant runoff vote for our board of directors seat Saturday because uh, there were three seats and there were like six guys running. So we just did it that way. And instant runoff voting, as long as everybody votes for at least two, <laughs> mathematically can't result in a tie. But Tony... Just wrote his name twice. Nobody else. No, it was just one Tony, and then two, three, four, five, and six were blank. So of course, the way <laughs> the math we were voting out, for the way the oh, math worked out perfectly, we ended up with a tie for the for the last seat, which is not supposed to be possible unless there's somebody like Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, yeah. Plus, it was so close. We had to like recount the ballots because you know when you do instant runoff voting, like if nobody takes a majority, you eliminate the lowest one and you start counting again. We had to count that same stack of votes for that third seat like eight times or something ridiculous like that. It it, it was. I think the I funny part to... that that you didn't see Harlan is while y'all were doing that, Tony was walking around telling everybody how brilliant it was that they should have only voted for one person. <laughs> Tony's thinking about our city council race that Nipple's going to be in, where it's not instant runoff voting. It's you choose six out of how many are ever are running, and whoever the six that get the most votes are get the six seats. In that kind of election, where it's equally weighted, only voting for one person is effectively voting for them six times. So that's what he was thinking. Yes. I know what he was thinking, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work that way. Um, and when I run Nipples' city council campaign, I'm going to be having him tell everybody that, like, hey, you don't have to vote for six. You could just vote for me. And that's like voting for me six times. Um, and, and, and get him to convince enough people to do that. I'm going to put Nipples on the council, and I'm going to put Tony in the county mayor's office. Anybody else want to run for office in this town? I'm, I'm writing a lot of blank checks. <laughs> What what are the, uh, the the rules of citizenship? I mean, can I like rent a PO box and call her good? Well, you know, our uh, our senator hasn't lived here in twenty something years, so hmm. state yeah. or federal? Uh, federal. Which one? I'm not gonna say oh, never mind. You. Don't answer that question. Hold on, hold on while I Google. Sorry, let me check my brain. Don't answer that question. Don't answer that question. Uh, I stand corrected. Do not answer that question. Here, here's a hint. He looks kind of like a lizard. <laughs> oh, wait, I just described the entire Senate. Huh. And uh. somewhere David Icke's head has just exploded. <laughs> oh, no, that's lizard people. I'm sorry. I'm getting that confused. Little column A, little column B. Yeah, yeah. The major federal politicians always look like lizards. Presidents. Kind of, but more often they resemble monkeys. But, but congressmen and senators are like they always look like lizards. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the lizard and the monkey people, man. See, I've got Amy Klobuchar looks kind of like a koala, and I've got now formerly Al Franken who looks like the southbound end of a northbound rhinoceros. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Think about our last three <laughs> presidents and their like facial profiles. When you had George Bush, and Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. And there's like that common thread of like, you just, uh, it's inbreeding. It's, it's all that like ruling class inbreeding. <laughs> Why do all the presidents have the Habsburg jaw? I'm so confused. <laughs> what I'm curious about is once Donald Trump gets put onto Mount Rushmore, how are they going to do his hair? How, how are they going to make that wave in the rock go up? That, that would be awesome. And his very talented artistic work. They'll probably ask some stonemasons who know a thing or two about uh, doing tricky stuff with large monuments. I think there's a company that does that. How to large? I'd imagine they put them at the very top, and then they can just plant a bunch of really like wispy weeds, <laughs> and they can just kind of grow along and flap in the wind. Uh, I would just uh, good work. They'll be, they'll be full in the summer, but don't look. Yeah, don't go in the winter. <laughs> Oh, but then you got the vandals who will show up in the winter time and spray painted orange. <laughs> I uh, I was trying to make some kind of Masonic conspiracy joke there about stonemasons with big monuments, and then I remembered that the front of our lodge we've got this this concrete work that surrounds the the landscaping, and it it's. You you just have to see it. It's no. it's so squirrely looking, and I'm like, man, we're supposed to be stonemasons, and this is this is the front of our lodge. And it, it looks like I, a no, sign. And then I do have to I do have to segue. Wasn't Borglum the guy who designed Mount Rushmore a member of the craft? Was he? Probably was. Everybody important in that era was a part of the craft. That's um. Was oh, Gutsman Bartlem? Somebody, speaking of not being able to tell Masons apart from the general population, somebody in our district Facebook group posted this picture of this like red apron with a five pointed star and like roses on it, and then the all seeing eye on the flap, but it was like bright red and a red sash with the same pattern. And asked, like, does anybody know what this is? I thought it was some York Wright nonsense. Nope. And somebody thought it was Eastern Star stuff. And then it turns out the answer was it's an odd fellow's apron from back in the day. Did not know the odd fellows wore aprons. Hmm. Well, of course odd. they did. They're us. Right. It, it, it was very strange. Like I, I, I've noticed there's a lot of odd fellowness that that's just straight takeaways from masonry. If only the order wasn't, you know, basically completely dead so I could talk to some of them and find out. Uh, okay, which which came first, though, the Odd Fellows or, or Masonry? The Odd Fellows, absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> why, why would you even ask that? Back, at, back during mid medieval days, they had the jesters, and they were traveling jesters that would go around from place to place, and they, they eventually developed – the Pope kicked them out, and then I think they eventually became the Odd Fellows. Well, there's so, got to be some what? story about knights involved somewhere first for that to actually be interesting. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be knights, though. They're the Odd Fellows. It would be like there was this ship full of clowns that <laughs> that, that had 
that, that had to leave. Clowns. Uh, yes. <laughs> they shored up in D.C., and that's how we got Congress. They have the uh, red nose and the big shoes and everything. Oh, gosh. The conspiracy is... The conspiracy is McDonald's was actually founded by an odd fellow, and that was the costume for Ronald McDonald. <laughs> that, that's a thirty. That's a secret. You know what? I, I, I will, I will pass on joining in that case. <laughs> no, you got to join. If any of them are out there listening, I rescind my. Um... They have, but they have women now. That's. Uh, but most people wouldn't know like that. Them. You have to be high enough up in the Odd Fellows to really get those type of secrets. Tony, there's only like <laughs> six Odd Fellows left in the country, so you have a one in six chance of knowing all there is to know. <laughs> all that's left to know. Uh, they were at Grand Lodge a couple of years ago, um, soliciting members like during the Grand Lodge session. They got floor time up on the stage. Uh, uh Jeff? That was- Jeff, how did you manage to mute me? <laughs> I have no wow. idea. <laughs> That's what you get for giving. I, I knocked. Uh, how did I get control? I, I like I knocked my, I knocked my thing over, and as I'm trying to square it up, I accidentally hit a microphone. I thought it was. I figured to mute myself until all of a sudden you went quiet. <laughs> He's easy there, Anakin. I don't want you to go run off and kill Demolay now. You you don't you don't have controls, Jeff. I've not shared that's pretty good. With you. Then how did I mute you? You hacked Google, you silly criminal. Could we Watch make the odd fellows They're coming body? for you. Could we make the odd fellows an appendant body? That way, they could just be right there as you're getting, as you're receiving your third degree. They could be right there. So oh, it'd be like, like the shrine. As soon as I was raised, no, yeah. but like the shrine. But the shrine could change their membership rules to require you to either be a master mason or an, or odd, an odd fellow. fellow. They could. Yep. That would get the shriners six more members. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, then, but, then, but then they could funnel all of their all and of then their it's gravy. through the odd fellows instead of through us. Mm. See, I know in Minnesota we've got one odd fellows lodge or group or whatever, and I know South Dakota has. One, because they meet in the same hotel at the same time as the Grand York Rite session out there. <coughs> Which is funny, because then you go out there and you go, wow, I can feel good about being a member of the York Rite, because while there's only uh, 20 of us in the room, <laughs> there's only four of those bastards across the hall. <laughs> yeah. And that was for their district meeting? <laughs> you know, <laughs> their state. You know state karma kind of sucks, and one day the international free and accepted Masons are going to be making these kind of jokes about us. So, <laughs> what about the Grand Lodge of the Universe or whatever the other? Uh, didn't they fold up? I thought they. Oh folded. wow, <clears throat> that was quick. Um, I'm in a. I'm actually traveling. I'm in New Jersey this week, guys. So I apologize for being on late. But I do have. Did you all talk about that competing podcast that they got those imposters to yes. act like you guys? Yes. We, okay. We they tried um, to pretend it was you guys actually being on the show. It worked for them. Uh, they overloaded their server with all the traffic they got. Wow. They did. They also had one who pretended to be you, Tony, and he was really good at pretending to be you. Because he made fun of one guy on the show for a, a particular thing that I'm not going to mention, and that guy was actually that particular thing. 
Oh, okay. I wasn't making fun. Uh, and and it's you. I didn't say you. I said the guy who was pretending to be you. Oh, okay. That was you. You went on the show. No, that guy. That guy. Why didn't you go on that show? I don't feel like that guy was making fun. Oh, so you oh, listened that... to the show? He's, he 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 said there's nothing wrong with that. So he said not that there's anything wrong with that. So that's no He must have been wearing one of his accepting hats then. <laughs> that, that, that's like when you say, "No offense, but you know right. you get, get ready to be." It's always followed by something offensive. Always. Yeah, wasn't that guy like a natural gas salesman? I, I can't. Something yeah. like that. I, I mean, he was yeah. pretending to be Tony, so I, I assume he was. I, you know. Yeah, what was that, that 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 three distinct failures dot biz? Yes, whatever it is. That Org. that's what it was. Org. Org. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, that guy that pretended to be Harvard pretty much just topped the whole show while the rest of us played. Games. That's what the show was for. Tony. <laughs> that show invited our imposters on to talk about us. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of. I zoned out and just started watching Ellen. On. I will point out that my imposter knew well enough to not show up on the show because my imposter is probably more unhinged than I am. <laughs> he was so. the smartest one on the show, John. Yes. <laughs> yes. He actually Crazy wore like a, a fox. He wore a shriner. <laughs> not that. Uh, oh, there's there's other stuff going on and there there's so many things going on that I, I, I don't even know what's what's next in the, in the the list of things that we want to uh, we want to belabor our listeners with well I'll I'll, yes. I'll, I'll throw the the obligatory York right chip out there we were talking before the show I just found out that our Grandmaster of the Grand Encampment is going to come for the second time in his three years to our Grand Session in June. And I've been told there may be some sort of tie-in between Grand Encampment, the Grand Commander of Minnesota, and me being on this podcast. <laughs> no kidding. Like, it, like in so many words, or... Yeah, kind of, kind of like roundabout, because everybody's like not quite sure. They think it might be, and you know, some brothers I'd be like, "Yeah, you're drinking Drano again," but a couple of them I'm like, uh, "They got a pretty good pulse, or finger on the oh. pulse of what's going on." So that'll mm. be fun. Well, definitely keep us updated on that. I, I, I I'm looking forward to becoming active in the Scottish right again. <laughs> <laughs> we would be glad to have you back. Sounds like a wise decision, sir. <laughs> well, hey, we'll I have a question. From them all together, that's what I have. If you get if you get kicked out of an appendant body, it's a serious question. If you get picked out, kicked out of an appendant body for what they consider non-appendant body like conduct, do you also get kicked out of masonry, or is that a separate no. trial? No, not just no, but hell no. The okay. the inverse question would would have been a much better question, Tony. Okay. Yeah. No, if that were the case, I would have left the Scottish Rite um, a long time ago because I ain't risking that kind of consequences. Because mm -hmm. it's very yep. easy to step on the wrong toes there and find yourself on the wrong side of uh, of a confrontation, right? Well, and, and the wonky thing is with 
Grand Encampment has supreme deciding power over their commandery, so they can literally walk in and go, you're not a member anymore, you're not a member anymore, you're not a member yep. anymore. No, it's kind of like the opposite of Oprah? Yes. <laughs> you get fucked, more... and you get fucked, and you get fucked. Everything gets fucked. <laughs> even more uh, with the... <laughs> With the Scottish right, because you know the the sovereign grand commander is well, he's he's sovereign. Sovereign and a grand commander. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> funny how that works. Um, yeah. No, he just uh, shows up and. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> and this is why this has to remain an audio podcast. You guys putting your lips and your junk up on the cameras. <laughs> Faces for radio. That's what's going on here. Oh, what are the gosh. odds that both of us have the same one, Tony? They're very high. Extremely high. <laughs> wow, that, <laughs> what does that tell you, Mike? Is this who you want to be when you grow they're up? They're comparing that they have the same cup. <laughs> Is this really who you want to be? Did you get you your up? cup from my house or did I get back up from your house? <laughs> I just hope Both. you disinfected it first. Yeah. No, that's the better um, part. Because it probably has uh, that that uh, toothbrush residue on it from the last show. One time brushing my teeth was not enough after that show. <laughs> I, I, I will say. <coughs> oh, how did that coffee cup, not athletics. Not biz. Were you talking about where my wife was cleaning the box with my toothbrush? Yes. And leg wax. What box? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> did we just? Did we the not have this discussion two weeks box. ago? Because this we just did. seems like it just. It's oh yeah, we did. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. I like to. I like to do a throwback every now and again. Well, or, like, some people listen to this show that didn't listen to that one. We may have so gained like get... a few listeners after our appearance on Three Distinct Knocks. Dot. Yes. Uh, so there's one curiously it. with the username D Riley who has uh, been listening to our show since. Because <laughs> <laughs> he definitely never listened before. She wound up having <sighs> like coconut oil or something to get the wax off because nothing else would get it off. Weird. Coconut oil. Mm. Mm. I use that to treat my yeast infections. It's pretty effective. Yeah, I hear that's good for that. Yep. Cranberry juice. I, I don't. I. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm lost. No. Nope. Silence was like seconds long. Nobody saying anything. So um, that terrain derailed so bad it turned into a boat. Completely unrelated. <laughs> um, do any of you you guys know somebody who is who is on the the keto diet? Yes. Why is that a cult? I don't know. Because I made the mistake of of using the wrong phrase today. The Cheeto diet? I thought I was going to get strung up in the parking lot. Um, it's a, a little keto. scary. Isn't that a martial art? I know no, a guy who takes that. I support with him. The the keto diet is the it's one of those uh, like high fat low carb things, but with a side mm. of Latter-day Saints. And <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's is it, a, is it a, like a religious thing or just a... Apparently, it's a religion. I had no idea. Huh. I 
I made a wise crack and I was accosted. First, I shoved <laughs> my face into a hat to read stones, and then I shoved my face into a gallon bowl. Shove my hat head in a hat to read stones. Shove my face into a salad bowl. Opa. Yeah. What? Perfect. I'm yeah. I'm glad I'm from the upper Midwest because apparently, and just you know, a luddite and just hide in my basement. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yes. We we always knew you were a basement dweller, John. That's that's why we have you on the show. Well, you know, that's why he throw be- your big belongs. Harlan, don't chastise him for that. Yes, if it, to be fair, if I had a basement, I would also be a basement dweller. Exactly. I'm in a basement right now. Yes. Screw you. Um, I kind of want to kind of want to dig a basement at the lodge just so I can like, <laughs> hide there. Fuck you guys! I'm taking my D20 and going home. Yes. <laughs> Say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Wait, I have one of those. No, I don't. I gave it to Mike. I've got my whole set right here in my desk right next to me. I've got like 300. <laughs> boy. I gave Mike all of my uh, all of my old Magic the Gathering stuff from uh, back in the day. Did we ever talk about the, uh, the, the card business on the show? I, I don't know if we did or not. That's... Oh, speaking of card business, I just found out today that um, the local game shop near where I live, a few blocks away, um, the owner is getting really old and might, you know, croak soon. And when he does, apparently his inheritors want nothing to do with it, and they're going to liquidate inventory and sell the place. Awesome. Good news so, for you. I mean, the guy's you thinking die. of taking over like the building itself. All of you investors out no. there. That's the story I was going to tell. Is I invested in a in a magic <laughs> gathering business once. I don't think I have it in me again. Uh, I I feel like that paid out to you, sir. Yeah, it it did, it did, but uh-huh. I don't know if the uh, who. Uh huh. There's a lot involved. Well, when this one when this one goes under, there will be <clears throat> no store in this area up here. Well, you do live in a place where people still play Pokemon Go, so maybe that could actually work. <laughs> they still play the Pokemon card. People, Mike still plays it. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't trying to. Hey, hey guys, check out this it. brand new Pog Slammer I just bought. <laughs> oh my god, I wish Pog was still. Oh a thing. god, Pogs. You guys want to see my Pez collection? (laughs) It is? Yes. Ah. The junior junior warden and I sit there and play that most alive. Uh, Pogs? That explains a whole lot. Oh, yeah. No, he told me about the big whatever that thing was the other day, the Pikachu day or whatever, and how he got like 30 of them. I had no idea what he was talking about, but I gave him a thumbs up anyway. (laughs) <laughs> this guy talked me into buying one of whatever that is that you buy at one at our big city fair um, to attract people that play that game. So we hey, spent the money. Doritos? No, it was something <laughs> Pokemon Go. Is, no. is it a is it a Pokestop a or a gym or something? It's a lure that like brings Pokemon to oh, the area. Yeah, so we bought that, paid the money for it. Nobody showed like up. Cash money, but but Mike and our junior warden were sitting 
and just soaking <laughs> up the free Pokemon. He uh, got you good. That the Lodge paid for. Well, wait, the Lodge our, paid for it? Well, the social. Mm-hmm. If we if we do that at our larger events where there are eight Pokestops in that small area, that would be a much more um, productive versus the one at the other. Fair. Yeah, but if they're already there, what's what's the point? I don't well, understand. This is like that, a fundraiser, but in reverse. That other event, yeah, takes right. place, <laughs> That other event takes place in a place far away from where you live, Mike. It takes place in an area where people still think that camouflage is like acceptable anywhere. What? I don't think they're they're doing Pokemon Go. Oh, dude. yeah. You know nothing. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's too busy writing town. their manifestos to be playing Pokemon. It's in a town where somebody can fly <clears throat> the stars and bars and the Israeli flag on the same pole, and everyone drives by without crashing, and there's just nothing abnormal about that. <laughs> that's that's the sort of place this event happens. In. He, he's not lying. That's right around the corner from me. That's that's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's in a town where. It's in a town where everybody drives a giant pickup truck where they take the mufflers off and then attach like these these truck fake nuts. testicles to to the trailer hitch. And like that's a thing. Hey, hey, have you heard that that YouTube video? The 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 Ned Truck Nuts thing? Yeah. <laughs> no. Y'all have to watch it at some point. It's freaking hilarious. This guy named Ned crank calls the uh, people that make the truck nuts over and over and over again. It's hilarious. It's in it's in a part of town where people eat Bojangles chicken. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, nice. Well, they don't just eat it. They line up around the block. They do, and, and they wait for hours. 45 minutes in the drive-thru to eat That's Bojangles Popeyes. chicken. Nobody waits that long for Bojangles. Oh, I'm telling you. Hey, don't, don't be hating on my Popeyes. Or be nothing. I'm not hating on Popeyes. No, we're hating on Bojangles for not being Popeyes. Like I've only been there once before, but I've seen the like the crowd it draws. It's it's a little absurd. Bojangles, on the other hand, totally not unwarranted. So they opened one in our town. This Everyone's is, this going is... there, and all I can think is why why are you going there? Wait, it's not Popeyes. Did, didn't it? I th- I thought they were closing. No, the, the there's one uh, up in the big city that's closing. That was the one Bruce yep. put on Slack, and I uh, proclaimed that justice will be served. Yeah, now there's the big they, city they is in like, like go, my town. No, as in like oh. further north in your town, like the actual big city, the one with well, the that, that are more than two stories tall. I did not realize <laughs> there were that, there was that a boat jungles running water. Yeah, yeah Jamestown anyway. has running water. I mean, it comes out of a cistern, but it runs off a tap. You don't have to go outside like I do and pump the thing. Yep. Have you uh, pump the thing? Crisp and yeah. clean and full it's of not water. Have you got to tell anybody yet about our uh, events that we're doing this year? This year we decided to do them back to back. Yes, every year uh, we'll, we'll save our listeners. That that nightmare until the events actually arrive. Uh, yeah, no, Tony, we haven't talked about that yet because, no. to be honest, I totally haven't come to terms with that yet. So <laughs> we have not discussed it. <laughs> you forget, Tony, we broadcast this show last year from one of those fairs. 
Um, and then somebody thought that there was like prostitution going on because I was hanging in the window of your truck trying yeah. to get a signal. That was yeah, a good show. That was a good time. It was a good show. Uh, Screw you. <clears throat> um, we'll probably do that again, but maybe not suck as bad. Uh, and uh, well, uh, like to be honest, that was that that was really a spur of the moment <laughs> thing. Like we kind of decided to do that like right then and there. If we had, I don't know, put some forethought or something into it this year, then maybe it'll be a little better. What episode of this show have we ever put forethought into? Uh, episode thinking one. Twenty-seven. Episode twenty-seven. <laughs> episode was the one. episode apathy came on. That was when Chad brought yeah apathy. I wrote some questions for that. Like I did some research on him. I learned who he was. You didn't have a choice. Josh was showing you up in houses like every day. I listened to some of his songs. I watched his music video. The Grand Leveler. You, you didn't have a choice. Josh came to your house and said, "When is he coming? When is he coming?" Hey, yeah. <laughs> You're, hey, you're back in those days, you were still accepting questionable emails from appended bodies, including from Minnesota. So you just you just settled the hell down. <laughs> hmm. yeah, hey, to, back on. He was fun. I wonder what he's we doing. Need to, well, we need to troll Josh and tell Singing. him, hey, apathy, and put it in the show notes and everything and act like apathy was on this show and just watch him cry that he wasn't, he didn't know about it. He went, he went all fangirl on us. <laughs> And then we let him be on the show, so we got him a seat around the secretary's desk, and we had it all set up. We get Chad on the line, and Josh just froze up. Yeah, we were like, Josh, is there anything you want to ask him? And Josh is like, uh... <laughs> it was great. He didn't um, say anything. It was, it was like my daughter when the camera comes on. She's all talking, <laughs> and then I'm like, you want to say hi to Bruce? And then she's just... No, she turns away, and she like buries her face in Harlan's shoulder. So has there been uh, any new that's uh, all you, Bruce? When you were late, uh, the last show we did, she was sitting on my lap, like telling uh, dad jokes to the other guys. Oh damn! I'm sorry, I missed that. Yep. Yeah, that was a real thing. That was why when you came on, we were talking about why sharks don't eat clowns because they taste funny. Yes, <laughs> that's still the the funniest thing to her. She well, that's a good joke. In Josh, in Josh's <laughs> defense, though. I can understand how he feels because we're the same way when we go together as a group anywhere and everybody wants to go up and see the after lodge sensation. They want to shake the after lodge sensation's hands and, uh, and we're just kind of left off to the side watching. The best thing about being on the show though is we're like, you have to sleep with us to get to get to heart. And so, <laughs> and so, when do we travel works. anywhere together? Har Harlan, Harlan don't act like we don't have groupies. The balls dragging along. Well, no, no, we we do, but you guys don't travel anywhere with me. I'm always going with with Ray Ray, and you know we're. I've I've never received an invite. We we go we go everywhere. Uh huh. Hey, That's what I thought. <laughs> I was just out too. like right next to your old place uh, last night, and uh, then we went to that. Well, I'm still there, dude. I'm only like a mile then away. We went to that Cuban place, which was uh, fantastic. Awesome. Uh, I had an empanada. I uh, still don't know what that means or what was in it. Empanada? Yes. Their Cubanos are the best in the city by far. They were only a, probably country. They were only a dollar if you bought a drink. 
And so I just bought a bunch of drinks and ate, uh, ate those things. They have really good. Uh, there's a drink they have that's really good. Uh, I don't remember. The what Mexican it is right mule whiskey. Good. It's not whiskey. <laughs> that's some kind of mixed drink. Because <laughs> when I think Cuba, oh yeah, I think whiskey. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing they're known for. <clears throat> Nope, it was all it was all rum the whole night. There's a yes. lot. Yep. Um, so, quick was... question. Speaking of traveling in mass, so Harlan can get wiped. Um. Yes. About what, what's this deal with Masamika? Is there anything new and exciting that's coming down the pipe? Further about that? Well, it depends. Are you paying Putin for us to go? Or is that going to be a? Yeah, we're still. So, We're still waiting on our Patreon, which doesn't exist, to fund that. Well, we got one. Uh, he started giving us money, and Nick won't turn it over. There's like five whole dollars that uh, that Nick owes us. I think Nick is just pretending like that's our Patreon, but he's taking all the money. Where, yeah, where is that at? For that Audi. Where is that at? I forgot. It's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no, in Phoenix, we- Arizona, right? Oh, that's too far. Uh, yeah, I know where it's at West somewhere. We've been oh, paying a new digital currency yeah. called yeah. Masonicon's in like Massachusetts. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, it is. What's the thing in Phoenix we were talking no, about? Uh, that's where it was last year, right? Okay. The, I no, that's. The, I think there. I've got a feeling there's more than one Masonicon. This is not an organized thing. There's just people going, "Hey, let's let's do this and call it Masonicon." We just because the one out. I looked at, I, it was Masonicon 2018 had. Is somebody else was on the show with me when we were discussing it, and well, we just had to. We figure were talking out about which one Juan is going to, and then go well, to. There, yeah, there's one in Mass party. But Juan, what? The winding stairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have to. We have <laughs> to find out which one that show is going to be at, and then we go to that one, and then we crash their party. <laughs> Why We're just totally a fuck crash the TMR meeting guys? later this year that the yes. TMR guys may or may not be at. Yes, we're we're doing that to the TMR guys. Okay, let's be honest here. The only TMR guy we care about isn't on TMR anymore. So what's the point? Because you get to troll people from another just to podcast? show that we're still there. Why why did we take an entire evening to show up on uh, on three distinct kicks? Because he comes on our show. Back I guess. We made him. Uh, no, that's absolutely true. literally. Like he wouldn't even know what a podcast was if it wasn't for us. Nope, it, it's buried somewhere. I'm still not certain he knows. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like clearly by his downloads, he doesn't know. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> the hard to tell him that that like download spike he got is. I mean that that's our base load. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the spike you get like in the immediate like four hours after we publish a show and then it just mm-hmm. grows from there but um you know we, we don't share our numbers unless i'm rubbing them in nick's face so uh that'll be enough about that so Wait, what are you rubbing in his face our our show statistics they're a closely guarded secret. Uh, nobody can find out that they're completely made up. So um, we, we keep them under lock and key, except when I want to make fun of Nick, and then we, we print out charts. 98% of all statistics are made up on the spot. 
Yeah, these aren't made up on the spot. I have to do a lot of Photoshop work <laughs> to take the charts. Um, hey, some strange really reason like Jason's mom still downloads this show. She does. She does. She is our most loyal and faithful listener. I don't think she knows how to turn the feed off. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, you're going to spoil this for me. Um, <laughs> well, my wife. Well, she doesn't add to the download counts anymore because she watches the freaking live stream. So come on, wait. So she's wife? sitting in the other room watching the live name. stream. I guess I can't say her name. You uh, edit her name, don't you? Yeah, usually. Uh, she doesn't want to be associated with this dog and pony show. <laughs> well, tell her she needs to start downloading. <laughs> in fact, she keeps. She's watching that. the live stream. She knows you're saying this. In fact, okay, she, then she keeps the wife, petition. whose name I can't say, download the show. She keeps a divorce petition inside of a glass case that we hang on the wall, and it says breaking case of discovery. So That's um, fine. That doesn't affect me. Whenever we're out, you want to break that or not, uh, download the damn show. And my official, like, real-life persona becomes associated with the <coughs> podcast, then she'll break that glass. So <laughs> They're pretty close. Yeah, oh, but then you can draw your They're equally egotistical. Harlan, but if that happens, then you could drown your sorrow on getting the shows out <coughs> on time. Oh, <laughs> that's not even an insult. I mean, that's just I won't just have fact. anything else to do because I won't have any money left. To, like, yeah, so that's what I'm. So. I need to start my regular thing here so that this show is topical. I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day. Uh, what? And, 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 that's about when this show was, <laughs> that, was three, that, that was three months ago, Tony. What are you talking about? Happy Mother's Day. No, no. I'm tracking, Tony. Keep going. You're golden. I'm tracking. Yeah. And just make sure you, if your mama's still with you, go give her a hug. So. <laughs> Tony wins the subtle jab of the day award right there. Yeah. In what way was that subtle? Oh, uh, that reminded me of, of the other thing. Subtle as a sledgehammer, but it was good. Yeah, boy. Reminds me of the other thing I wanted to bring up is our, our new methodology for uh, for dividing up the keeping tabs on our widows because there's like 50 of them now and, and it's unwieldy for a small group of guys. So Mike conceived this idea with our chaplain that everybody's going to get assigned a widow that they're responsible for. And, and we're in Lodge, and he says, now, this isn't mandatory, but if you'd like to volunteer, and then I, I had to make this big speech about, no, you, you don't have to make it mandatory because our obligations already do that. Do that. Um, you're going to find out. The sad part is, like, half the, the guys didn't even get that. <clears throat> yeah. You're going to find out who your widow is, and then you're going to call her, and you're going to make sure that she has everything she needs, blah, blah, blah. So then I was I got to thinking the next day, like I actually don't know how to do this. So I mean what what, what do you what do you do there? I, I I do do you do I just like call her and say I'm Harlan and I wanna like buy you lunch or something so we can chat about whatever? Life? I I, I don't know what to do. This has never been a thing that I've actually been to. Like, like I'm good with the, the normal stuff, right? Like, you got a widow, a tree fell on her house. You know, you're showing up with the guys with a chainsaw, and I'm going to stand and supervise while they get it off the house. Or, you know, <laughs> she needs somebody to take her to her doctor's appointment. Or, or 
or, or short on groceries or we had the one lady that couldn't afford her medications because of her deadbeat grandson stealing her money like lord all i get that Th- those make sense to me i'm like well i know exactly what we need to do there but this whole idea of i need to do what you know good men do like our our chaplain and widows committee in the past and you know just keep tabs on them and, and make sure you know what's going on and, and what hat i don't know how to do this like someone's gonna have to teach me yeah Kind of the same. Um, you can do what what uh, Josh did and Mike originally. I'm not sleeping with the widows, Tony. I was gonna say Mike originally. <laughs> <lets you>, what? <laughs> Mike originally. Nothing, Josh. You, well, he lets you pick which widows you want to take care of. So Josh immediately took all the 25 to 45 year olds. Okay, Josh, the wrong list. <laughs> no, I just I I. I don't know. Billy always used to just take care of that. He'd send them birthday cards and swing by their house and have coffee. So and good at that. You know, you do have to be careful, though, because you could get a complaint from a widow saying, you know, this guy keeps calling me wanting to take me out. I don't know who he is. I don't, <laughs> I don't that, that, That's what I'm afraid of. I don't know. Done. Harlan totally comes across as a creeper, so that's likely to happen. Right. Uh, well, Harlan starts asking the questions like, because uh, of the lawyer in him, have you did your will yet? The way this ends is I'm going to develop. I, I saw this play through in my head because this has happened elsewhere. I'm going to develop a really good relationship. We're going to hit it off and we're going to become pals. And <clears throat> I'm going to find out she doesn't really have any family in town and, and you know, that, that she's kind of alone. So I'm going to have to stop and check in on her like once a week and make sure everything's okay. And then one day I'm going to go over and I'm going to knock on the door. No one's going to answer. I'm gonna keep beating on the door. No one's going to answer. And then I'm going to get concerned. So I'm going to get the key out from under the rock and I'm going to open the door. And then I'm going to get have a little case of the face. graduate going on. I'm going to get shot in the face with, with like some shotgun buckshot because she's got dementia and forgot who I was and thought I was breaking into her house. That's how this ends for me. No, it's better than the oh, alternative. Yeah, I you're going for like the Mrs. Robinson. I thought you were going to do the Mrs. Robinson graduate angle there. Right. Yeah. You know, so, Brother Senior Deacon, you have to go check on Brother X's widows and orphans. Ah, uh, well, who do I need to talk to? His 25-year-old daughter. Kiki Katie! Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I was not how that would go in Harlan's case. I, I, I have way more anxiety about this than I probably should have, so I'm just going to wait and, I don't know, I'll figure it out. I don't know. I'm the kind of guy like I cold call people all the time. My sales or my profession. So I'm just like. So you're used to getting hung up on. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Well, we have one widow in particular who, all, whose Man. husband died a week after they got married, and Ooh. she knew nothing about us or who we are or what masonry is, and we really freaked her out a little bit. And then we sent Mickey over, and then she like ran him off. But she's still on the list. I, I don't know what we do with that one. Yeah, Mulligan and leave that one alone. Genuinely freaked out by us and like, why are you talking to me? I don't know you. Go away. I mean, we kind of can't though, John. Yeah. Okay. However, the rule of thumb. Here's just kind of a general idea, and this is John, the guy who's used to dealing with crazy people. John speaking. Um, if you call her and she's freaked out, and the next thing you do is send somebody to your house, stop. Right. <laughs> So we, we don't Wait, that's well. a good rule of thumb. So we sent <laughs> Take a breather. We, we sent one of our guys named Mickey because he's he was 
very close with her late husband. Like, so she knew him. It's like, like she knew go. him outside of, of a Masonic context. There you go. That's the guy you sent. And we sent him to, to like explain this to her. And then she like ran him off. Like, mm. well, so then nobody's contacted her since. And we just kind of leave her alone. But so, so you, do we at least still send her a, a card and everything at Christmas or? So, I believe we sent her a Christmas card, but no gift because we figured the Christmas card is, you know, arm's length distance and won't get a restraining order. Um, yeah, you you followed your obligation, whether or not it was received, not so much your problem. Mm. I guess that's so, true. Just saying. I mean, you put forth the good effort. We we did. Um, but, you know, I just always think Billy would have known how to handle that. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know that's a real Masonic thing there that Billy did such a great job with all the widows that everybody else didn't really have to. And yeah. then when you take that brother out of the picture, next thing you know, you've got all these brothers saying, "Okay, what do we do?" Because you basically turned over all those duties. We didn't turn them over; he basically took them on. But um, it did. It, it does put you in a weird situation. Well, um. I don't know. So I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait to find out who I've drawn in the, the widow lottery. And then uh, I'll just, uh, I don't know. My wife told me I'm overthinking it because that's what I do with everything. But this is like one of our most serious avows and I don't want to screw it up. Yeah. So uh, like, like do, do you, do you talk to her about her husband or is that something you don't do because you know, he's dead I'm more along the lines of the, Calling saying, Hey, how are you been? Do you need anything? That's that kind of thing. <clears throat> well, what 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 if she says why why yes, yes I do. Um can you come over tonight about eleven thirty and <laughs> bring That's a bottle of champagne and some Conway Twitty albums? That's <laughs> you call nipples. And you say no, I don't have <laughs> three hours to spare. No, but I do have a bunch of Conway Twitty albums. Well, there's no accounting for taste. Ah, they're on eight track tape. <laughs> Just send nipples over. That's no, actually be Betty like busy sleeping with our, our parks and recreation people so that we can uh, get him on the city council. That he's busy. So anyway, um, that's my trying to joke about it and laugh it off because I am actually way more anxious than I should be. Um, I'm going to have to rip the Band-Aid off of this, so I'm going to need uh, our, our reverend brother chaplain to, to pronounce my sentence sooner than later. Tony's going to... You, let, you let me know how that with, goes, brother. Tony's gonna end up with, like the one orphan we have, who's like nineteen and like the president of Delta Zeta, and she's gonna invite him to all the sorority parties, and because <laughs> that's how that's how this also <laughs> works in our lives. If none of you've noticed, then shortly thereafter he'll meet his prereqs to become a member of the Jesters. He'll get his petition, <laughs> and all will be well. Uh, Tony, how did you get arrested at a sorority party? Well, I was uh, I got invited by one of our orphans, and she insisted that I come. 
<laughs> no, no. God, I'm going to hell. He's not I'm saying anything. I know, because that's how this stuff always works. Tony's always like in these really awkward positions, and it's. And it would be, and it would be really a truly thing, a true thing that I was trying to help her. Next thing I know, I'm locked up for underage prostitution. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Whoa, Tony, where did you jump to prostitution, man? (laughs) Slow down, damn. Tony, we're talking about. I I said gestures, and it threw him off. So you just let him go with it. Future possibilities, not past events. Right. Right. There was never a conviction. <laughs> An indictment is not a conviction. No, but what in happens our in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's the clap, and that just follows well, you around wherever you go. Except in our jurisdiction, Tony, an Alfred plea <laughs> is a conviction. So let's just stop talking about that. Um, uh, for the record, I've never been convicted of any prostitution. No. He was not convicted. You guys, I, I'm actually, I'm actually very tame. You guys make me out to be this look horrible, horrible guy. Does he look tame, right? Bruce, there's a very local, local, very local thing that's playing through my head now, and I can't really say it, but you'll it's get that. Da, 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 da. The guy on the commercial for the local theme park. That wasn't local. Dude, that, I even got that. That, that was, was all fun. of their theme parks, dude. Wait, they did that for yeah. all of them? Yes. Yeah, that, was, oh, yeah. that was like the creepiest old... I don't, anybody that was a that girl. The theme, That's a national Anybody thing. that went to the theme park based upon that was not going there. It was going there for nefarious reasons. That was... <laughs> He, that was like the old man from a family guy down the street. Herbert. Herbert, yeah. Oh, oh, get your fat ass back here. <laughs> Stop. Please, you know that uh, my, my, former, my former roommate still has that picture in his phone and that name, and it pops up whenever I call or whenever he calls me. So, what, Herbert? Yes. Nice. Yes, I lived with that guy. Can you believe it? Uh, then I threw him out because he kept paying the rent late. But it's uh, probably why we don't talk too much. Not really. Come on, I was getting married. I couldn't stay. I tried. The wife wasn't having it. I'm like, but it'll be fun. Yeah. Nothing roommate, says happy and my deep fryer roommate. and my coffee pot. And my cat, and my favorite lounge pants. Uh, she threw out everything I cared about. Well, hey guys, yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, I, we uh, should probably put a bullet in this because uh, oh, wow, this show really ended like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> it ended yeah, about an hour and a half ago. Tony, wait, we're coming on. wait, we started. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 recording. Mike. <laughs> Oh, I was so waiting for the other. I was waiting to do the intro, you know, the welcome to episode so and so. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we, we we did that. Yeah. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah. You were so, you know, he pays about as much attention everywhere as he Next does. Time. Punch. <clears throat> Next time. Mm-hmm. Tony has to bring well, ge- <laughs> Gentlemen, I get installed into the wet into the east again tomorrow for the third time, so I'll let you know oh, that goes during God. the Oh, God. Also tops. Sorry, oh, John. Tomorrow, 
uh, I get yeah. to pass the torch at the council, uh, and I get to get uninstalled, like all good legacy software. So, <laughs> I believe eight, that's just called overwritten. Eight years in the council line, and it has finally come to an end. Hey, they have a Could they have a special place that you sit once you get out of there, and like you sit real close up to the front, like the past masters? <laughs> No. Dude. Yeah, yeah. They sent them over to the Royal Arch. No, no. <laughs> no, actually, the way things are shaping up, they're gonna send me over the freaking history. But you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, because <clears throat> that's another eight-year thing that I'm not sure I'm ready to take on. So, why are the lines in the Scottish Rite so long? Because ours are the same. We're a Southern jurisdiction. Yeah, it's two-year terms. Yeah. So, uh, it's not like you get to make any decisions. Well, I know, but it still takes a long time. Hey, Jesus, it's okay. You don't get to make that decision. Yep, I learned that. Uh, I learned that at the beginning of my time as commander. <clears throat> I said, but I'm the commander, and he said, yeah, okay. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, I don't know. I'm passing it off to a really swell guy. Uh, Steve, who's an honorary member of our lodge, and uh, oh, uh, uh, Josh and Joey are um, are being appointed into that line, so they too can no kidding suffer through the the uh, years upon years of laboring for the benefit of the right. It's an honor and a privilege <laughs> to be done. Um. So yeah, it's fun. You're you're going back in, John, and I'm uh, I'm coming out, and not as foolish as you to go back in. Yeah, well, you know, somebody's got to helm the Titanic while it's running for the iceberg. I remember when they did the uh, Dare program in elementary school. They had that song like "Just Say No," and everybody like swayed with candles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we all know how well that turned out. Turned out very well, Bruce. I am. Uh... Uh, no, it didn't. Dare was one of the biggest failures of a national program in existence. It turned out well for me. Yeah. Just taught kids where to so go. So far, is you're not a drug addict. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it taught kids what to look. Would for. you have been otherwise? What... No. <laughs> uh huh. Dare is what you went to in, in sixth grade. It's like, all right, I want to see stuff. You want to take LSD. Right, exactly. I want to relax. Thought, you want pot. Like, coming into school be able to do the kids what like drugs look like. like. In the yeah. here's, here's the spoon. Frequently, you put a lighter under the spoon when you're eating. Oh, like, God. literally, they showed kids how to do drugs. Yes. And they yes, were like, this is a great idea. Totally going to work. I did not work. I will point out. It's not a little failure. So, and Tony, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, I will point out that when I was going through my first few years of college, went through my investigations class, <laughs> they showed us. Now it was back '97. They showed a bunch of us kids one, how you make crack, and two, how you get into and steal cars. <laughs> and I went, "Do you know who you're showing this shit to?" <laughs> We haven't passed background checks yet, and we all oh. ramen as a common staple. I know I could use a new stereo. Mm. Right. <laughs> I remember uh, sixth grade, the uh, the meth lab 
the the illustrated meth lab, like the real like Coke bottles and batteries meth lab that they had set up in the glass enclosure. Yeah, but there's usually one key component that they leave out that they don't tell you, which is probably good. But the only problem yeah. is if you don't do that component, you're they, gonna blow up. They left out the Sudafed. There was no Sudafed in the tray. Uh, yeah, no, there's another component there. I'm sure they left out. I don't think uh, so. Another Not process. that I know anything about cooking meth. I'm only from you know like the meth. Uh, like former the, captain for a reservation. I can tell you all about meth. Can't go out for a morning jog because you never know if the house is going to explode. Tony, Tony, wow. are you serious right now? <laughs> All right. All the times we have joked about editing it on a plus. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can find us on Facebook at Afterlodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge.gmail.com. Hang out with us on IRC at irc.sweeney.com. And the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddit. For God's sake, man, do the courtesy flush. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I was what a fucking man. man. I was not taking it for a no. My me. I need some time alone to deal with issues. But something makes me carry on. Step and go to understand why I always want to I do it for the drugs I do it just to feel alive I do it for the love Then I get from the bottom of a bottle You always call me And ask me how I make it through the Try